presents Back to the Future, a Robert Zemeckis film. Marty leads an ordinary life. No McFly ever amounted to anything in the history of Hill Valley. History is going to change. And 1985 is not his year. But Dr. Brown is about to change all that. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Not with DeLorean? He's sending Marty 30 years back in time. He's trapped in the past. It's gotta be a dream. About to meet chocolate. His future father. He's a baby tough. Wow! And he's making an impression on his mother. He can ask for a dream. And he can sleep in my room. And if you do, could have serious repercussions on future events. Now he's got to make his mother and father fall in love. I haven't even been born yet. And only Dr. Brown. <laughs> Aaron Whitlow from the Markout Movie Podcast. Welcome to today's episode of the Markout Movie Podcast. Uh, today I was going to have uh, my buddy Ken Whalen uh, be here with me, but he uh, he fell ill. I hope and wish him well. Next week, uh, Brandon should be returning. So fun, fun, joy, joy. I, I think it's next week. I have to check my calendar. But on this episode, we're going to uh, try to see if we can find 1.21 gigawatts of energy as we go back to the future. This movie came out in 1985. Uh, it was directed by Robert Zemeckis. Zemes, Zemeckis um, and uh, uh, written by Robert and then Bob Gale. Starring Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson... Crispin Glover and Thomas F. Wilson. I won't mention uh, the other people uh, as of yet. So, yeah, let's talk about Back to the Future real quick. First, let's go ahead and get into the synopsis of the movie. All right, uh, Back to the Future. Let me see here. Synopsis is as follows. Marty McFly, a 70-year-old, High school student is accidentally sent 30 years into the past in a time-traveling DeLorean invented by his close friend, the eccentric scientist Doc Brown. That is a simple, uh, simplistic uh, synopsis of what the movie's about. Uh, it has 8.5 on, out of 10 on IMDb, 87% on Metacritic. 95% of Google users like this movie, and we're going to dive into those Rotten Tomato numbers as me and Brandon typically do. Of course you know this movie is certified fresh, 96% on the tomato meter, and audience score averages a 94%. Oh, wow, this film. Alright, so first, a little homework. Uh, this movie was initially supposed to star Eric Stoltz. There was scenes shot with Eric Stoltz, uh, where Eric, uh, you know, is at the counter interacting with George McFly, 
uh, in the, in uh, back in 1960, I think it's 1965, 55, 1955. Um, but yeah, um, and so he's interacting with his father, uh, but the thing is, uh, it fell through with Eric. Uh, they recast Eric with Mar with uh, Michael J. Fox, and honestly, I think that helped the movie. I think I think I could not see this movie with Eric Stoltz starring as Marty. Uh, uh, Michael J. Fox is was a brilliant choice for Marty McFly. Chris Chris Lloyd was brilliant as Doc Brown. Uh, Leah Thompson was brilliant as Lorraine uh, Baines, aka L Lorraine McFly. Uh, Crispin Glover was great as George McFly. I wish he would have returned for the sequel, but uh, they couldn't get him back. Uh, now, uh, Jennifer Parker was recast in the sequel with my favorite girl, Elizabeth Shue, which I'm okay with that because I'm a big fan of Elizabeth. So, you know, Adventures in Babysitting, that's my stuff right there. So I'm okay with that. Uh, but she was good for the time for what she was in the movie. But I'm glad they recast her with someone else that uh, that has a little bit more oomph. And I think that that would be Elizabeth Shue. Um, so, uh, yeah, so they recast the movie uh, with, uh, with uh, Michael J. Fox. And got rid of uh, uh, they got rid of Eric Stotes, and I'm okay with that. The movie uh, starts out with Marty. Uh, it's the movie's so smart. It's, it sets up everything, even at the very first first scenes that you see when Marty is entering Doc's garage, uh, Doc's house. It's the same place that Doc lived back in 1955. So it's the same area. Uh, that you're seeing at the very beginning, but you see it more cluttered and things like that. Um, but so he enters and he sets up everything. You see that he's an inventor. He gets like an automatic dog feeder, but the dog is, is not there and he never turns it off because he's probably thinking about a billion other things and he forgot to turn it off. So it's got food on top of food on top of food, things going off, alarms. And he has a big old amp. And uh, Marty goes to play the amp and, you know, there's a YouTube channel that shows where Marty would have died, actually, if he did that. But anyway, uh, but yeah, he goes to play the amp. He uh, makes a mess. We introduce to him, finds out that he's late for school when Doc calls him, tells him to meet him later on. Uh, and Marty races off to school with a skateboard, grabbing onto the back of the, the truck, uh, right, uh, going, to, going to school, running to... Uh, his girlfriend uh, trying to hurry him sneak in. The principal catches him, calls him a slacker. Uh, he tries to go into the audition. Huey Lewis tells him he's too darn loud. And he then uh, decides to go around the town. They, you know, talking. They're talking about Save the Clock Tower. He gets the flyer. She gets the flyer. She writes out her number on it. Uh, and so at the beginning of all this stuff happening, and all the exposition and all the stuff, the exposition in this movie is subtle, and which is really good. It's not overhead. Uh, it's every everything is just visual. You can visually see that Lorraine isn't happy in her marriage. You can visually see that uh, that she peaked in high school and the marriage wasn't what it was. It was the Nightingale effect because, and we find out why 
it's a nightingale effect, uh, but the nightingale effect fades over time because it's not real. It's not a real emotion. It's not a sustaining emotion. And so you see that. Uh, and then uh, you see that the uh, kids are stuck. The daughter's overweight. Uh, uh, the Marty's older sister's overweight. Just now graduating high school. All of them still live at home. The brother lives there. He works at like a restaurant uh, making hot dogs or something. That's what I always assumed. I'm not sure what he does. But anyway, uh, so you can see all that from just the beginning of the movie. You can see all that just from the very beginning scenes of everything. You see his reaction, relationship with Biff, how he is still subservient to Biff and let Biff pick on him. And it's been going on ever since high school. And so you see all that. And so when things change you can see the change and you feel the change for every single character in the movie yes this is going to have some spoilers in it all right so uh marty goes to uh later on after uh you know like later on marty wants to drive, drive the vehicle the vehicle's wrecked he sees a van he sees the truck he wants he can't afford the truck obviously but uh you feel like they are not really wealthy people um, and so Marty goes to, uh, meet Doc later on and, uh, we're introduced to the DeLorean. We're introduced to Einstein, the dog. We're introduced to Doc Brown played by Christopher Lloyd, who did brilliant in this movie. Um, and you get some great lines. Uh, when this thing go 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious <laughs> we got some good lines in this movie uh and so uh we have all this happening in the movie um and we get uh so so uh they go into they get into the time machine and they go into the past and uh well uh, actually einstein gets in there first uh and then just to show prove that it happens he thought he disintegrated einstein he didn't disintegrate him he just sent him one minute to the future and he came back into the future he came back one minute precisely one minute later uh that's his explaining everything on video what he did how the experiment works the libyans because stole plutonium uh for from the libyans so and that's what makes time travel possible with the flux capacitor so uh, he gets uh, into trouble with the Libyans. The Libyans shoot him. Marty runs, gets to DeLorean, forgets about going. Uh, he tries to go 90. He goes 88 miles per hour. And uh, and it went into the past. It actually went to 1955 because Doc was saying when he uh, created Time Machine, uh, when he created the flux capacitor in 1955. And so that's why the date was entered. Everything, it's so good how things just work out. Um, and um, when he's back there, he runs He runs into old man Peabody who had this crazy idea about breeding two pine trees. And the name of the mall was Twin Pines. And now it's Lone Pine because the future changed. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, I love this movie so much. Um <laughs> this. So he goes back into the past. They have his encounter with the Peabody. He flees. He ends up trying to go into the line of states. When he gets to the line of states, he sees that it hasn't been built. And he tries to stop this couple in the car. And they realize he looks like a crazy person. He goes into the Hill Valley town. He realizes that he is in 1955. He sees Mayor Goldie Wilson. Mayor! 
Yeah, color bear, that'll be the day. So he sees that, he sees and experienced all that. I'm sorry, I hit the mic, my bad. So anyway, so all this happens. And uh, he he, un he unfortunately uh, goes to try to run and meet his dad and ends up changing the future, changing the past by, uh, or changing the future by changing the past by pushing his father out of the way so his father didn't get hit by the car. Instead, his <laughs> I gotta tell, talk about that. So his father didn't get hit by the car. All right. So uh, all right, uh, George McFly was in the tree, right? He's in the tree. Uh, you, uh, he told him in the future, back in 1985, that he was bird watching. Uh, but in reality, he was actually spying in on Lorraine, who was changing in the in the. He's a peeping time, and so when he fell out the tree, uh, Marty. Uh, pushes him out of the way of getting hit by Lorraine's father's car. Instead, Marty gets hit by the car and gets taken in the house. And when he's gets taken in the house, Lorraine falls in love with Marty, the Nightingale effect on Marty, um, and thinks his name's Calvin Klein because it's written on his drawers. Ah. Anyway, what's funny about that is because in 1985, when when uh, <laughs> when she says to uh, George, when Lorraine says to George, what were you doing in that tree? He's startled, and he's like, what? What, Lorraine? What? What? Uh, what? <laughs> he doesn't want to admit that he was peeping Tom. That he was peeping in on her. And so, all right, so back in 1955, so he, uh, so Marty is in the house, and uh, he's in, he's having dinner with the Parkers, and uh, Lorraine's trying to play footsie, meets the rest of his uncles, his grandparents, his other uncle, Jailbird Joey, who is a baby and used to the prison bars because that boy never get out of jail. Anyway, so I digress. So uh, after all this, he realized that, oh, he messed up. He messed up big time. Now his mom has a thing for him. Uh, his father is still a loser. So he has to put them back together. And then he runs into Doc Brown. Doc Brown helps him to say, okay, well, we got to set up a time to get you back to the future using the lightning that's going to strike the clock tower on that next Saturday. So all this happens, and uh, the the rest is history. Biff, everything, uh, make like a tree and get out of here. Man. I could just talk about this movie. I'm going to stop talking about it. I just want to go ahead and give you my thoughts on it. Obviously, I love this movie. It's one of the most timeless classic films of all time. Uh, it is nearly perfect. There is only one minor... Uh, as far as I know, if I, if y'all know of any more, please let me know on YouTube comments below. If you know any more, let me know on Anchor or any other place, any other outlet. But anyway, uh, there is one little faux pas that happened in the movie. Alright, so there's a scene where Marty is talking to George and uh Marty's pocket is tucked in, but the next scene is tucked out, next scene is tucked in, or vice versa, or the reverse of that order. But that's the only little continuity error that I spotted. But I love this movie. I love every subtle little detail of the movie. I love uh how everything is at play. I love that Marty Love coming back and seeing the town, seeing the triple X porn house and thinking, yes, I made it back to my timeline. I love every little thing about this movie. Um, and it could have ended with one. Two was good. And for the longest time, I like two more than one. But now I'm in the, I'm in the uh, party that thinks that one is the superior film. Two's good. 
but it relies heavily on one. Three, it's okay. Um, but this movie is an excellent movie. I recommend anyone see it uh, and enjoy it. It's, it's excellent. Um, I'm going to give you my markouts. I'm not going to keep you long. It's just a short little review. I'm going to go ahead and give you my markouts, buddies. So I'm going to give this movie five markouts out of five. Uh, I love this movie. I think it's an excellent film. It is timeless. It still holds up today. Uh, it was this was not. It doesn't hold up because it's no question that this movie holds up. Uh, but this movie was just perfect, man. Um, all right, let me do a little house cleaning, cleaning here. So when we coming back, when me and Brandon come back, some things can change with the podcast. We are still going to be doing it on Anchor. Uh, we may not do it as much on YouTube, but that's okay. Uh, it's main. You know, it's easier just to record. So we're gonna we'll see how to do it. What we're gonna do with that. Uh, and we will also, uh, just scale it back a bit. So we, you won't see like a lot of different episodes within the week, like clutter. You're going to probably just see for a while, just one episode a week. And it'll just be the actual podcast episode. And we're going to try to keep them all under 30 minutes. If we can, there's no need to really go long. We're going to try to keep it on time, time limit. Uh, so that people can enjoy this and not feel like, Oh my gosh, this is so long. Uh, so that's what we're going to try to do. I thank everybody for listening to the Mark movie podcast. I absolutely positively love doing this. Um, and, um, I'm thankful just to have your feedback and your love and your energy. So if anything, and if anything changes, I'll let you know, we thank you. Uh, in the meantime, and in between time, I'm Aaron Whitlow on the behalf of, uh, Brandon Spivey. We are the mock out movie podcasters. And I messed it up. Let me say it again. We are the Markout Movie Podcasters. I will also say this real quick. Uh, Riffin, uh, uh, Markout, the Mark, Markout Riffers is, won't be happening any longer. But instead, you'll see me and Dustin collaborate a lot on TikTok. So you can go follow me on TikTok. It's Aaron, the film critic on TikTok. Uh, and Dustin is, uh, I had to find his handle and I give it to you. But yeah, we thank you for listening and paying attention. Brandon's also in there. He told me he doesn't make videos, but we're going to change that. Oh, we're going to change that. All right, but in the meantime, I thank you for marking out with me here on the Mark Out Movie Podcast. I love you and thank you.